If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Well, the rivalry between the Mets and Washington Nationals has cooled this year, largely because both teams have underachieved, but also because the schedule makers separated these Hatfields and McCoys for a good 12 weeks. Well, go ahead and call Michael Buffer because it's on again now. Six of the Mets' next 16 games against these hooligans and goons. The Thursday night game at City Field, pretty old-school, riveting Mets and Nationals theater. Jose Bautista was huge for New York. Anthony Rendon, huger for Washington. 5-4, Nationals win it. This is the Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. Mets actually had a chance to walk this sucker off, and each of their last four wins had come via the walk-off. Last three had been via walk-off home runs to tie a Major League record. Two pinch-hit walk-off home runs. That last series against the Phillies, they had had two in their previous 19 seasons. So as it set up for another walk-off, everybody got super excited. Then there was a double play that ended it, and that was pretty much that. And... You know, you lose this much, unfortunately, you kind of turn into that guy that ran Kruger Industrial Smoothing uh, on Seinfeld, where, you know, there would be all kinds of shenanigans going on. George would fall down on this job and that job, and Kruger just kind of shrugged and said, I don't care. Hopefully, people are still caring at this point. You must care. You're listening to a podcast all about the Mets, and the Mets are 37 and 54. Let's take you through this game. It is uh, brought to you recap-wise by Burke Rehabilitation. For over 100 years, Burke has helped patients achieve their maximum recovery from a life-changing illness, injury, or surgery. Give them a call at 914-597-2200 when you need them, or visit burke.org to get all the info that you need. This was Stephen Matz, the Long Island lefty, against Max Scherzer. And Scherzer, obviously the guy that's had a no-hitter at City Field already, a 17-strikeout no-hitter to boot. And 177 strikeouts for the year coming into this one. First in the National League, a 0.89 whip. Opponent's batting average of a sick 179. So the fact that the Mets actually battled him, drove him from the game after seven, made it a pretty pedestrian evening for him. That's something to talk about. Scherzer is 12-5 and five now. And that's impressive. Matt's with the losses, 4-7. and seven. Matt's has always pitched pretty well against the Nationals. A 2.37 lifetime ERA against them. Was a tough luck loser to Tampa Bay in his most recent start. He's been going deeper into games. He's been shrugging off whatever happens to him behind him. And when he doesn't get a call and things like that, he's been letting things roll off his back a lot better. In fact, 0 for the last 22 were opponents with men on base coming into this one against Matt's. But that would vaporize pretty much right away. Top of the first inning, the 19-year-old Juan Soto with a line drive single to left. And immediately Rendon comes up, 
crushes a two-run home run. So, so much for that men on base thing. Rendon is rounding into form. He would add another home run in the third off of Mets. Mets were able to get one run in the first inning themselves when Jose Bautista singled home as Drupal Cabrera. He was then thrown out at second base trying to stretch it. That's the play that it had to go to review. Did not go in the Mets' favor. And who knows? Maybe they could have jumped all over Scherzer had that uh, gone the Mets' way, but it, it didn't. It was 3-1 to one Washington to the bottom of the fourth. And then Bautista, well, he cranked a home run. His seventh of the year, his fifth as a Met. Lifetime again, Scherzer, 11 for 22. And he almost took him deep again in the sixth inning, but well, he didn't. It died at the track. And then Washington went to work on adding to the lead in the top of the seventh inning. This was a tough inning. Matt struck out the first batter he faced, Soto. But then at 100 pitches and Rendon coming up, Rendon had already homered twice. I guess you understand it, right? Mickey Calloway goes to the bullpen at that point. 100 pitches is about the end of the road for Mats usually, although lately it's been more like 110. Anthony Rendon has faced Tim Peterson, and he legs out an infield hit. Okay, it's an infield hit. Uh, you know, not that big of a deal. They go get Jerry Blevins to face Bryce Harper. And in a perfect world, you've got last year's Blevins, a guy that's slicing and dicing lefties. And in a perfect world, you've got this year's Harper, a guy who's hitting 211 at this point. But a Harper... Went a little old school, and in fact, he is now four for his last four getting on base against Blevins. And this wasn't just getting on base. He tattooed a home run off the Cheetos bag. That, uh, whatever, the, the cheese doodles, I guess. I don't mean to, to get the wrong uh, cheese puff on our podcast here. Whatever Wise makes, I think it's a doodle. But anyway, the ball went up off of that over the Mets bullpen. Two run a home run, and Harper might be hitting only two whatever. But he now has 23 home runs. So that's uh, the stuff that Scott Boris will point to when it comes time for his new contract, to be sure. That made it a 5-2 game. The move backfiring on Mickey Calloway. And the Mets trying to get back in it. They did in the bottom of the seventh with Kevin Plowecki, known as a guy who was giving up home runs when he had the pitch against Washington last year, that ridiculous 23-5 game. This time he lined a home run to left field, just his second of the year. In all due respect to Eric Goodell, the other home run was against Eric Goodell. This one was off of Max Scherzer. That sticks to the tape a little better. 5-3 to three at that point, and the Mets were at it again in the bottom of the eighth. That was really their big chance to win it, I thought, in the bottom of the eighth inning. Brandon Nimmo, the hero from the other night. Deep fly ball against Kelvin Herrera. It was tracked down at the track in center, one away. As Drupal Cabrera didn't miss his opportunity, though, he banged out a home run. His 17th of the year already, that's more than he had all of last year. He's going to have at least 52 runs batted in at the All-Star break, most he's ever had before. So if Cabrera is on the trade block, these are all things to point to. Bautista a walk, Conforto a walk, great at bat by Conforto, who had been just 7 for his last 51, made it 2-1 for Wilmer Flores. Not a chance to walk it off, but bottom of the 8th inning, that's close enough. After two straight walks... He goes after the first pitch, and he fouls out. Then Matt Dendecker strikes out, and I thought that was the Mets' best chance to leap ahead there. They came up a little short at 5-4. to four. They rev the engine again in the bottom of the ninth inning against Ryan Madsen. Madsen gave up a sharp single to Plowecki, who was really, really good in this one. Then Jose Reyes, and there was a lot of controversy before the game. Why was Reyes starting instead of Ahmed Rosario? And the explanation that Mickey Calloway gave well, Rosario's got some confidence right now. 
We don't want to mess with that by starting him against a guy like Max Scherzer. Point of order, there is already a little bit of a dossier, a double in two at-bats for Rosario against Scherzer, so it's not like he's never seen him or seen him and have been completely embarrassed by him. And Reyes, look, it's just not happening for him here in July. He's 2-for-22 in July. He's hitting 165 overall this year. And he ended up drawing a walk in the seventh inning, but otherwise three bounce-outs, including a bounce-out in the ninth inning. At least it was a fielder's choice to keep the game alive. Rosario pinch hit. So, yes, finally, Ahmed getting his opportunity, and he banged into the double play, and that ended the ball game. So Madsen the save. Scherzer the win to get to 12-5. and five. Steven Matz, a tough loss again, dropping to 4-7. and seven. We're going to have some extra nuggets from this game. Kind of a new segment that I'm going to try out tonight. I don't know if you guys are going to like it or not. And before we get to Mickey, I need a, a favor from you guys. Next week, with the, everybody off, the All-Star break upon us, we're running a, a, a week's worth of interviews with other broadcasters. We've already done Gary Cohen, well, in a manner of speaking. Uh, you'll hear from Ron Darling again at some point on his art of broadcasting. And we've heard from Keith Hernandez, not from Haji yet. That would be a really good get. But anyway, the, the radio crew will be on display for you next week. Even Chris Majkowski, who threw out that great first pitch the other night. Uh, I, I take one with Wayne Randazzo, the great pre- and post-game host for the Mets, and that's going to run next week. I, I'm one short, so I'm going to interview myself for the, for the last installment here. I need some questions. Uh, whatever you guys want me to ask me, if you could fire that off to at Josh Lewin stuff, I would appreciate that. One or two questions, I'll collect them, and I'll ask myself like five questions, and, and there, there, there's a show. Mickey Calloway, meantime, brought to you by our friends at Ridgewood Savings Bank. At Ridgewood, you'll find the same time-saving online and mobile tools as the big banks, but with better service, fewer fees, none of the runaround. Go to RidgewoodBank.com. Great people, great service. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Mickey. Mickey, it's been such a tough year for Jerry in those spots against lefties. Just how... Tough is it as a manager to really have just that one lefty to go to down there who, you know, at this point in the season just still hasn't figured that part out? Well, you know, I, I think that uh, Jerry's been throwing the ball really well lately. Um, you know, the curveball's been better. It's been tighter. He's been getting his fastball where he wanted it. And, uh, you know, obviously Harper's one of the better hitters in the league with, you know, a lot of power and hits homers and, and just didn't execute the pitch. Is there anything that you can point to that you see – and you say, okay, this makes sense as to why he's been better this year against righties than lefties. You know, I think that uh, his curveball probably hasn't been the same as it's been in the past, and that's why you see um, the struggles versus the lefties. You know, he used to have a shorter, quicker one he could throw for a strike, and then he could sweep one that got a little bigger and try to get him out front. He just hadn't had that ability as much this year, um, you know, how effective he's been against righties, I can't say. I mean, he's been unbelievable. I mean, they never get hits off of him. So, um, you know, I think it's uh, he still has good fastball command, and he's able to – his change-up's getting better. So, you know, and that slow curveball, I think he kind of keeps the righties off kilter a little bit with, uh, you know, his stuff. As you look towards the break now and you start to evaluate guys' first halves, where has – Matt's made the most noticeable growth aside from what we've constantly been talking about with his in-between pitch routine and just the mental side of it. Where else has he made a large jump? 
Um, you know, he's just maturing as a pitcher. I think he's navigating the game a little better, uh, making better pitches and, and situations and things, you know, whether the whether it's the you know, pitcher on deck, he's, you know, making sure that uh, he doesn't get beat by the eight hole hitter, things like that. So he's just maturing as an overall, you know, pit major league pitcher. And and his stuff has gotten better. You know, you see the ninety fives and the seventh and you see the, the better curveball and you see the plus plus change up. Um, so he, he's he's done a great job. He's been you know fantastic for us. Matt in the front. Just in that uh, final at bat there, uh, how'd you opt for Rosario instead of Mazzarocco in that spot? Um, really, just we thought that uh, the the way Rosie runs and things like that, that he could you know create some havoc on the base paths if you know he ended up hitting the ball on the ground. Um, and, you know, and he's been swinging the bat pretty well lately. And, you know, I think he's got a lot of confidence. Um, and, uh, you know, Madsen's not a wipeout breaking ball guy. He's more of a fastball changeup guy. So we thought the, the matchup was, you know, pretty good there. In the front, Aaron. What can you say about what Jose Bautista has given to this team? He, he's been tremendous um his at bats have been great you know you move him around wherever you want in the field and he plays really solid defense um whether it's left right third he made a great play at third tonight um and you know his leadership is has been really really good uh he comes to play every single day you know doesn't uh ever want to come out of the lineup he's just a guy that wants to go out there and play he has fun and uh he's been having a lot of success for us so it's been really big all right, that's the skipper after a tough 5-4 loss. Mets out hit 11-7. What's brewing for today now? Brought to you by the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. They're making a big-time comeback later this year, returning to your neighborhood under new ownership, but still, as always, they'll serve you the finest premium coffees from around the world. It's Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. Mets had to deal with a, well, it was then an 11-game winner yesterday. This time it's going to be an 11-game loser that they deal with. Tanner Roark, 3-11. and as Noah Syndergaard finally gets back up on the bump. Only 4-1 and one for a record because Syndergaard has missed six weeks. The finger has been tested out. He had the rehab assignment at Brooklyn. He says he's fine. 3.06 ERA coming in. So it's a return of Thor. It'll be a Thursday on a Friday, a 7-10 first pitch. Zach Wheeler's going to go Saturday. Corey Oswalt on Sunday. The Nationals just a game over 500, and the, the know-it-all prediction geniuses knew for sure three months ago the Nationals, the Cubs, and the Dodgers were locks to win their divisions. They've spent a, a grand total of 16 days in first place combined, and seven of those 16 days were by the Nationals the first week of the season before the Mets were able to overtake them starting 11-1. and At least the Cubs and Dodgers are trending in the right direction. The Nationals, though, they're turning into the biggest mystery this side of Easter Island. Why are they just one game over 500? Uh, they're, they're, they are, I think, just the most maddening team in Major League Baseball. The Oakland A's with a way better record. They're, boy, they're fun to watch, huh? Oakland's won 19 out of 24, 13 out of 16. Gio Gonzalez, his former team. Gio has been very mediocre for Washington this year. It's the Nationals' problem. <laughs> Go ahead and keep on treading water. That's fine because the Mets, as we said, are going to see a lot of the Nationals down the stretch. And hopefully, Yolanda Cespedes will come back after the All-Star break. He ran the bases, at least, on Thursday, and that's progress. But it's now 60 days that he's been out. 
could have put him on the 60-day DL, as it turns out, and we, we just didn't know that at the time. So after the walk-off wizardry of Brandon Nimmo the night before, it didn't quite happen for the Mets in the opener of the four-game series. If you're coming in to see the Mets, please don't forget to use the app I've been telling you about. Get your hotel by going to Hotel Tonight. No long, endless list of a zillion hotel choices. They just show you the best deals at the best hotels. The perfect thing if you're busy or you don't want to overthink anything. And like they say, they only work with places where they would stay too. Hotel Tonight. We thank them very much for their support of the Daily Mets podcast. Once again, reach out if you want to. Uh, shoot me a question or two for uh, next week when I have to uh, podcast with myself. That's the Billy Idol thing. I'll be podcasting with myself. And uh, if you have a hankering to help out, go ahead and not only subscribe to the podcast because people, I'm told, are very happy when uh, when that happens. So the sponsors tend to like that. And if you leave a positive review when you're over on iTunes, uh, they, they tend to like that too. So if you want to five-star me, uh, that, would, that would get my Uber rating up, and I would like that a lot. Anyway, whatever you choose to do, do it well, do it safely. Talk to you soon. I'm Josh. See ya.